Dark Charm presents Fun with Dirt. Starring Denny Atwell, Justin Gregory, Miguel Pedroza, Robert Hunter, and Mac McCloskey as the gatekeeper. Harry Osgood was not in the best of moods. He shook his head and grabbed the attendant who had moved to the bodies of Carl and Janet Weatherby on his lapels and lifted them into the air with seemingly super strength. Where are they? The attendant looked at Harry as if he were a man possessed. What the hell, man? Put me down. Jay took out his cell phone and dialed Old Man McGee. We're going to see about this, you fucking grave robber. Old Man McGee answered the phone. Jay put him on speaker. Jay, is everything okay? Mr. McGee, there's a guy we never met that took two bodies out of the mausoleum. You mean Anthony? They were repossessed on the crypts, Jay. Anthony normally handles this stuff. Harry looked at Anthony and put him back down. Anthony straightened out his clothes. Normally? We've never met him. Because he works for several parlors in the district and he only comes in when we need him. A concern came over McGee. Harry and Jay could hear it in his voice. You two are a couple of genuine fuck-ups. What did you and that overgrown meathead do? Is Anthony okay? I'm fine, sir. It was my fault. I didn't announce myself properly for the two dedicated employees. They should be admired for the due diligence. Where did they take Mr. and Mrs. Weatherby? Normally, this is not your concern, Mr. Osgood. However, since you and your cohort will be digging a new grave for them tomorrow afternoon, they will be being transported back to the parlor. They will be in the storage locker when you get here tomorrow. Clarence and I will have everything ready. Now, if you're done with the task you originally had, go the fuck home. You two have had one hell of a day. Old Man McGee hung up the phone as Harry and Jay looked with remorse at Anthony. Hey man, I'm sorry for that. You know I could have been a real dick, motherfucker. But I didn't. I was actually being nice. Although it was kind of my fault. I tried calling Griff who handles the place, but he never got back to me, that motherfucker. Griff's on vacation. And that I didn't know. He's the guy I normally deal with. So I called Mr. McGee and told him I couldn't get a hold of him. But stated that the doors were open anyway. He said you two were most likely on your way home. What made you come back? Harry and Jay looked at each other for a story. They very well couldn't have told the truth, Harry shrugged. We were on our way home, and I thought I left my cell phone here. Turns out I didn't. And you were that worried that someone coming in and taking a dead couple out of here because... Because we're diligent workers, sir. The restful dead needs safety and security sometimes, sir. Anthony shook his head and smiled, not even caring what the real reasons were. Whatever. You two have a great rest of your evening. Anthony walked out of the mausoleum and headed toward a car nearby. Harry sat down on a small marble bench, shaking like a leaf. I... I almost killed that dude. I, I almost ripped his head off. Jay sat next to him, but not really concerned with how his friend was feeling. Do we have enough time to go and see them at the parlor? Nah, man. Craig is getting suspicious of us. Better plan is to lie low tonight. Well, we'll be able to talk to them tomorrow without distractions, since we're digging their new graves after all. And worse, I can get something to calm my nerves. Day shift! I guess so. The next afternoon, Harry and Jay were back in their overalls heading for the parlor when they were cut off by an ambulance heading in the same direction. It picked up speed as it headed to the parlor itself. What the hell is going on? I don't know. 
but it looks like it's heading for the parlor. By the time the boys arrived at the parlor, their suspicions were right. The ambulance was there. Craig was standing outside with his arms folded, looking onto a gurney that was being loaded in the back of the vehicle. Jesus Christ, that's old man McGee. Can't be. He's already dead. No, I'm serious, dude. It's got to be old man McGee on the gurney. They parked the van and ran toward Craig. Craig's eyes wide. Oh, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. That's fucking terrible, all right? He was just cleaning up downstairs. He, he just doubled over. He fell. Damn, Craig. I'm sorry about your dad. What? No. Oh, it wasn't Pops. You fucking idiot. It was Clarence. Jay looked back toward the ambulance. Craig was right. Clarence had an oxygen mask on, and it looked like they were trying to get him to the hospital as quickly as possible. Old Man McGee walked out of the parlor and shook his head with a sad look on his face. Harry walked up to Old Man McGee. What happened to Clarence? Old Man McGee sat down on the marble bench nearby. He looked to be a million years old, but not in a deathly sense this time. The whole world seemed to rest on Old Man McGee's shoulders, and for the first time Harry felt sorry for the man. He and I were downstairs, getting an order together. New coffins for Mr. and Mrs. Weatherby, you know? We were done with the order. I asked him to sweep up the room while I attended to a phone call. He answered the call. I saw that he grew pale. It looked like he had seen a ghost or something. Seconds later, he's unconscious on the floor. I hung up the phone, called for Craig. When, when we knew something was seriously wrong, called for help. Harry and Jay weren't used to this version of Old Man McGee. Clarence has worked for me for over 20 years. He's been my best worker. The four men watched helplessly as Clarence was taken to the hospital. Craig walked into the parlor to grab his coat. McGee stood up and pointed to Harry and Jay. You two stay here and continue what you need to do. Mr. and Mrs. Weatherby need to be reburied. But what about Clarence? Do you think he'll be okay? McGee put his old but sturdy hand on Jay's shoulder. I don't know, Mr. Wentz, but... Son, in the death business, you gotta collect yourself and move on. Even when it's one of your own. I'll call back with any details, but... We're gonna contact Clarence's wife and tell her what's going on. Then we'll meet him at the hospital. I need you two to go and do what you're told. We need you to watch the parlor while we're gone. I really, and I mean really, need you guys to not screw this up. Is that understood? We got this. Take care, Clarence. Craig swiftly came back out of the parlor and helped his father to the car. Within minutes, they followed in the direction of the ambulance, leaving Harry and Jay alone. All right, man. Let's get in the meat locker and get the weather bees. You think he'll be okay? I don't know. Clarence is older. I'm surprised that something like this hasn't happened sooner with all the junk he's eaten. Junk? You eat as badly as he does. Harry adjusted his raven's cap on his head and shrugged. I'm also not in my late 60s either.
the two grave diggers walked into the basement and turned on the light. The two skeletons of Mr. and Mrs. Weatherby came to life and greeted them at the door. <laughs> you two were great. If I had two ducks still, I'd have cried like a baby. <laughs> I thought Harry was a little pitchy, but all in all, we're proud of you two. Jay didn't look too happy as he leaned against the counter. Thanks, guys. Do you have any info for our script? The two skeletons looked at each other as if they could sense something was wrong. What gives? You boys are normally more cheerful. Are you boys okay? You don't look good. Uh, did you see what happened to our friend? Or did you just come to life whenever we're in the room? Oh, yeah. We saw what happened. The Reaper came for him. He came for us before, so we knew him quite well. The Grim Reaper? Yep! One and the same! It was your friend's time, so I don't think that he'll be around much longer. What's he like? Carl cocked his head to the side, almost like that of a dog trying to understand something. The Reaper! It's a common misconception, but he isn't a he. The Reaper is an angel. A power, if you will. So the Reaper has no discernible sex. Kinda like, you know. He or she can show up whatever way he wants. But no matter what he looks like, the Reaper, when he comes for the dead, is always wearing black clothes and a covering over his face. There was a difference this time, however. What was that? The Reaper didn't have the scythe with it. That's, that's rare. Huh. Anyway, the reason why we did what we did was to teach you a lesson. If the lesson was to be careful at gay biker bars, then I think we learned it. No! Your lesson was that sometimes you're the one holding you back. You're afraid of rejection, not knowing if what you have was amazing. Confidence goes a long way, boys, but not all the way. You need to take risks. You have to do it on your own terms. So the fact that everyone liked our rendition was almost like a reward in itself? They could have thrown you out of there, but that's the nature of people. You gotta be prepared for the good and the bad. So what stuff do you have for our script? Keep going down your revision path. Gain ideas for yourself through your work. You are two fucking undertakers. You can get a lot of dark inspiration from that. That... that's it? Our goal was to boost your confidence, sweetheart. Our goal was to give you a lesson. Some of these encounters you'll come across, they won't give you ideas, but they'll give you guidance. Now, there is a man was gonna be wheeled in here in, in about a day or so. He's gonna give you your next steps. The two laid down and returned to their lifelessness. All that had made them animated several seconds ago was completely gone. Jay turned toward Harry. Well, let's get them to the graveyard.
After they finished burying the weather bees, Jay's cell phone rang as they were cleaning up the gravesite. Hello? Jay? Yeah, this is Mr. McGee. Yes, Mr. McGee? Old man McGee. I'm sorry to say that... Well, Clarence passed away about an hour ago. Man. We're going to take care of all of his expenses. It's the least we can do for the amount of things that he did for us, you know? We're going to have a meeting in the morning to talk about the details. Yes, sir. We'll be there in the morning. Are you two finished with the Weatherbees? Yes, Mr. McGee. We've we finished. All right. Take the rest of the evening off with pay. I know you and Osgood were pretty close to Clarence. Thank you, sir. We'll see you in the morning. Tears ran down Jay's cheeks. Harry finished putting equipment in the van as Jay hung up the phone. Is... is Clarence... Jay sat down on the grass and just put his dirty hands to his face. Yeah. Clarence is dead. Just like the weather be said. Harry sat down next to Jay and hugged him as he started crying too. (laughs) (laughs) Old man McGee gave us the rest of the night off with pay. Harry let his friend go and wiped the tears from his eyes. What do you want to do? You want to pay condolences with his wife? No. We do what Clarence would have wanted us to. Yeah. Head to the bar and drink one for him. Jay nodded as he picked up the equipment and walked into the van. Maybe their friend was gone, but it seemed that every grave they dug, he was with them still. They poured a pint of Guinness for him at their favorite pub and told stories about him all night long. The next morning, Jay and Harry got to the parlor for the meeting. Jay was hungover and Harry had a stomach ache. Harry didn't drink, but he did have three full plates of buffalo wings. They were wearing the civilian attire, as this was technically their day off. Jay opened the door to the parlor and saw Craig and his father sitting in their office. The looks on their faces were a mirror of their own. Sadness and depression seemed to waft through the funeral parlor like the smell of microwave popcorn. Anyone who came in knew it was there. Oh, man, you guys are... You guys look like you had a rough night, eh? We did, but we'll be fine. I spoke to Shanice, Clarence's wife, and told her that we're going to take care of everything for his funeral. All she has to do is pay for half of the plot. Half of a plot? That's still a lot of money, especially since she's on Social Security. Isn't there anything we could do about that? Yeah, um, we were, we were going to put up a fund, and you know whoever wanted to donate to it could... Look, man, we, we got no intention of kicking Clarence out of the ground, if that's what you mean, all right? I'm not inferring anything, Craig. We're just worried about our friend. Oh, you ain't you ain't got to worry about presiding over the funeral either. All right, Fletch's, uh, they're sending some workers to assist with the funeral, so you ain't got to worry about it. Our direct competitor is helping? Mr. Osgood, I don't know how it is in Maryland, but some of us have a code of ethics. If any of Fletcher's people had the same problem... We would be there for them in a second. All is fair in love and war, but for funerals... Exactly! Mr. Wentz gets it. Old Man McGee pulled out a manila folder and handed it to Jay. This is something up your alley. What is it? 
No, it, it's your next workload, okay? The the deceased used to be a professional wrestler up here in the Northeast. Was he from the WWE or something? No, he never got national recognition other than some spots in the NWA. They called him the Gruesome Gobbler. <clears throat> they called him the Gruesome Goober. I remember him. He was this big fat guy who seemed to be dirty and crusty and stuff. I thought that was Bastion Booger. No, 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 man. He stole the gimmick from him. At least I think hey, he did. Excuse me. Hey, either way, look. This gentleman died from cancer, so he's not a very big guy when he came in here. It, it the cancer it ate him up to nothing, all right? I know it's the day off for you two, but he's down in the basement. If you want to get started with the measurements, we'll give you double time for the hours that you spend on there. Got it? Jay and Harry stood up without hesitation. We'll, we'll get, get on, on it, it sir. sir. Now, I'm going to tell you this because you two will fuck it up. Just the measurements. His family hasn't selected what plan they want yet, so don't pick out any coffins. We will do that with them when they arrive for their consultation. Okay? Don't screw this up. Got it, Chief. Several minutes later, they were in the morgue. The familiar smell greeted them as they stood in the doorway. One hour of work for double time? This is going to be the easiest money we've ever got. But at what cost? I just realized something. Now they know we can be enticed to come into work if we're offered more money. Money is money, man. Hey, no, don't do it. A voice came in from beneath the sheets. <laughs> Harry swallowed hard. The corpse of the gruesome goober sat up. Hey, look, man. Money isn't always everything, dudes. Trust me on this one, alright? You've been listening to Fun With Dirt, a Dark Charm Media production. Guest starring Nick Neno as The Attendant and Emily McAnulty as Janet Weatherby. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.